0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Here we are on the Pet Place Radio Show on Day 3 at Pet Expo. It's a Sunday, so Ariana doesn't have to go to school today. Hi, Ariana. Hi, (laughs) I'm
2: really glad to be here. I'm so glad I was able to make it. You haven't missed a Pet Expo
1: since you were little.
2: No, and in fact, I think I've been competing in the Pet Expo Fish Tank Aquarium Competition since I first was able to enter, which was like five years old, so it's been a long time. (laughs) Yeah, and now that you're an adult, you can't compete
1: anymore, but they have this other competition that they just started this year for adults, and it's the aquascaping competition. You're going to have to check that out a little bit later.
2: Oh, I heard about that. That looks really awesome, and they even have real plants, which is great because it oxygenates the water. So if the pump ever stopped working, the plants would continue to help keep the aqua system alive. Yay!
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I I can't believe it's already day three. You know, something real interesting, I I got a Facebook message from somebody who listened to the past two shows, which are only a half hour long, Mm -hmm. and we start Pet Expo, and then all of a sudden it's the end of the day, and they're saying... Does Pet only last a half hour? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. But it's it's actually an all-day event from 10 in the morning. Tonight it'll go until 6 Mm p.m., which is a little earlier than normal, right? On Sundays they always close a little bit earlier. But there's plenty of time to see lots of great stuff. And and Ari, I'm going to send you out into the field, so to speak, so you can report on all the things that are going on outside of our booth because I'm kind of stuck here at the booth, and I can't get out and about, but you can, and you can report back in.
2: Well, I look forward to it, and I'll be out in the field, in the (laughs) wild, mate, with the wilderness. So no vegan recipes
1: today, but lots of good (laughs) field reporting. And it looks like we have somebody stopping by the booth right now to say hello. Oh, that's great. Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing very well. I met you yesterday. Can you introduce yourself to our listeners?
3: Yeah, my name is Mary Esposito, and I'm the founder of a pet company called Lotti Leather. Okay. We make a lot of different pet accessories for pets and their people.
1: Okay, and does that include leashes and
3: collars? Yeah, we make hand carved and tooled leather collars, and we use really good quality European leather. And we tool lots of different designs everything from pizza to your dog's face on the collar or wow. a day at the beach. Wow! Well, how'd you come up with this idea? I started it in 2013. Okay. I got a wonderful, my Golden Retriever Riley, who's my service dog, mm-hmm. and we had such a special bond during our training that I really wanted something that represented that on the leather. So I kind of started making them for him and it took off. Wow! So, do you have a web presence?
1: If somebody wanted to order online? we have
3: Facebook and Instagram, and we have a website called Kokolati.com. How do
1: you spell that? It's
3: K-O-K-O-L-A-T-I.
1: Okay, Kokolati.com, and you have leashes, you have collars, and these are all handmade? Yep, they're all hand-carved and
3: tooled and painted. Do you make them all yourself? I do, and I have a couple other artists that also work with me now so it's great. Wow, They're really so talented. Are you
1: able to keep up with the demand? <laughs> yeah
3: we're getting there. We're starting to get a lot more demand and getting a couple other artists to help me out has been a great help. Oh that's so cool and how's your experience been here at PetEx It's been great. This is our first year and I've come every year since for four years as a visitor
1: so it's really okay. nice
3: now to be a vendor and it's been a dream of mine for a lot of years now so it's great.
1: That is so cool. Well I wish you Lots and lots of success, and thank thank you you for stopping by the Pet Place booth. Thank
3: you so much. You've been wonderful.
1: We have another visitor to the Pet Place booth, and it's from my very, well, she, not it. She's
4: from my
5: very (laughs) favorite organization, the Lily Sanctuary. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well, and what is your name? I'm Allison, and I'm from the Lily Sanctuary Parrot Rescue and Sanctuary. And the Lily Sanctuary has been around... For a long
2: time now. How long
5: have you been around? About 30 years. Um, Our founders, Dan and Vanette Hill, started taking in birds in the early 80s and uh, just kept taking them in. As people dropped them off at their doorstep, they uh, couldn't send anyone away. So they've been doing that for the past 30 years. So they get a lot of birds because people get parrots without
1: really understanding what's involved in being a parrot
5: parent. (laughs) Absolutely,
6: absolutely. Tell me a
5: little bit about what you're in for if you adopt a parrot. (laughs) Well, um, parrots are wild animals. They're not domesticated like dogs and cats have been over thousands of years. They're wild, so um, they're not, they take a lot more work than a lot of other pets, especially the larger parrots like macaws Mm -hmm. and larger cockatoos. They require a lot of attention, They're incredibly smart. Um, They say that they can be as smart as a two to three year old human. That's so true. Um, And they also have a beak that can sometimes be strong enough to crack a broomstick in half. So, (laughs) having a -a cockatoo
1: in my family who has uh, reassembled and disassembled many of our furniture pieces,
5: I'm sure, yeah, you know, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So, um, a lot of people see them on people's shoulders and um, think, oh, it's going to be a great pet that's going to be very loving and and uh, affectionate and it can talk to me. And sometimes that can be very true. They can be really affectionate and sweet. They're hilarious. They've got wonderful antics that can make us laugh. Um, but they can also be destructive. Mm-hmm. And if they don't get the attention that they need, as you probably know, they can start be de- being destructive um, to themselves, which right. is unfortunate. So The the Lily Sanctuary takes in birds that maybe people didn't realize what they were in for or perhaps their owner passed away. We know these guys can live for um, upwards of 50, 60, sometimes 70 plus years. Right. So if their owner passes away and the the immediate family can't take care of the bird, um, sometimes they'll come to us. So we've got all kinds of different stories of birds coming to us.
1: So if you adopt a parrot, you need to make sure you make arrangements in your will or your trust to Absolutely. ensure that your bird is going to be taken care of after you're gone.
7: Absolutely. And and you could be
1: someone in your 30s or your 20s. I mean, you never know when that Acme anvil is going to fall out of the sky. Yeah, it's a big commitment,
5: so <laughs> you have to be prepared for that.
1: Right, right. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have birds that are available for
5: adoption here at Pet Expo, or are they just here as representatives from the Lily Sanctuary? I believe everyone we've got at the Pet Expo today is are just representatives. We have, over the past couple of days, had some of our adoptable residents. Okay. Um, last year at Pet Expo, we had one of our sweet birds, uh, Sunshine. She's a little sulfur Lesser Sulphur Crested Cockatoo, Mm -hmm. Um, and she came and was adoptable and made friends with all kinds of people. Everybody loved her, and one of the people who came last year and met her fell in love with her, came to the sanctuary, and uh, ended up adopting her, and she's now living happily with him in a very happy home. So she's a big success story from last year's Pet Expo. That is so cool.
1: Now, if somebody was interested in
5: adopting a parrot, is there a website that the
1: Absolutely.
5: Lily Sanctuary has? Yeah, the org is our website. Okay. Um, and you can fill out an adoption application, um, get in contact with us about, even if you can't adopt right now, um, as we were just talking about, it's a big commitment, so mm-hmm. you want to make sure that you have the resources and the space and the home pre- properly for a parrot. Um, so if you can't do that right now, you can sponsor a parrot, you can join um, our sponsorship program or even just support us by liking us on social media. um, The Lily Sanctuary is on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're very active posting fun videos and pictures of our birds. Outstanding and you're a volunteer what would you say
1: about volunteering at the lily sanctuary it
5: is so much fun um if you love birds it's a great place to come get your bird fix um (laughs) we work hard we we work we do work hard every day we've got a volunteer shift for about four hours and we um clean their outside cages we take them outside for a few hours we clean their inside cages and um prep their diet for the day um Fresh fruits and veggies. Make sure they've got everything they need. It is hard work, but when we're all done with the work, uh, we get to play, and that's the best part <laughs> of the day. Is, um, and you get hanging to come out with to TEDx so another fun event. Yeah, and and show them and off and educate absolutely, the Absolutely, and we're really trying to. Um, do more outreach and education, mm-hmm. um, so if, you, if that's something you're good at, we would love to have people come and volunteer, even if you don't want to work directly with the birds, because um, it's not for everyone. Right. You can help us out in so many different ways. Where is the sanctuary located? It's in Fountain Valley. It's in a private residence, so it's not open to the public, okay. um, but volunteers and um, adopt people who are interested in adoption can schedule a tour with us. Okay, and they would do that online. Yes, they can do that online at org. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for stopping thank by the Pet so Place much and for having me. me. It was so much fun. Thanks.
1: So we've just run into someone new here at our Pet Place booth. Hi. And Hi. Who am I speaking with? My
8: name is Marlon Goodwin. And Very where nice are you from? You. I'm from Upland, California, here in the Southern uh, California area.
1: Okay. And what brought you to Pet Expo?
8: Well. I belong to a company, and we're really big into helping animals with rescue and adoption and so many other things that we could do to make a difference. Mm -hmm. That my company started making a product with really the big intention of making a difference and raising funds and awareness. Okay. So the product that we created, if it's okay to talk about it, is called the Add2Visor. And it's a really simple idea that just clips right onto your car's existing visor But unlike a bumper sticker or something you'll put on a decal on your car, this is something that's very practical. It just clips onto the visor and you swivel it out when you want to display it or use it to block the sun. That kind of irritates us when we're driving sometimes Uh because there's that spot that you just can't block. Right, right.
1: So it it adds that little extra two or three inches to cover the sun up.
8: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's very functional in that Uh way, but it's really big to us because it also gives us a little billboard to kind of put some of the information on there that helps bring awareness to causes that we care a lot about.
1: Um, What kind of messages have you put on some of these little additions?
8: We we definitely have one, like here we're at the Pet Expo today, to try and bring uh, some attention to this product so that people can realize how much this can do by just providing that message for pet animal rescue.
1: Okay, so so adopt, don't shop, and that sort of thing?
8: Exactly, yeah, so adoption and rescue and... It's, it's in bold symbols and bright colors to really try and catch people's eye as you're driving by on your day-to-day route. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's helped block the sun and done some other things, too, but really hopefully it's going to bring that little message to somebody as they're driving just to go, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool, you know, yeah. and, you know, they're in on it. You know, they either saved uh, an animal in a rescue mm-hmm. and have an adoption and just really help them feel that. Uh, power that they had to make a difference.
1: Very nice. And you donate a little bit back to the organization. We definitely.
8: That's all that this is. Uh, we just make back what it took to make it, mm-hmm. and we give all the profit to uh, nonprofit organizations. Ah, and we have yeah. a whole list of them. So you we have a website. Yeah, it's called addtovisor.com. Addtovisor.com.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a really
8: fun way to make a difference and also help yourself.
1: Well, thank you yeah. for coming by and sharing this with us. You and bet. I hope you have an excellent time here at Pet Expo.
8: Wonderful. Well, thanks so much for the opportunity to get to meet your audience.
1: Absolutely. Okay.
8: Hope everybody has a great day.
1: We've just met another visitor to our Pet Place booth. Hi. Welcome. Hi, thank you. And what is your name? Uh, my name is Sandy, like the beach. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you're up from Ventura?
9: Yes. Wow. Well, that's quite a distance you've come to Pet Expo. Well, I have a friend who's looking to adopt a dog. And we thought this would be a great opportunity. So everyone, come down and look at all the pets <laughs> here and all the boobs. It,
1: it definitely is a good place to, to find an animal. But you're in rescue yourself. Can you tell me about the rescue that you're starting out?
9: Um, well, we found that there is a very hard possibility of identifying a coton de d'etulieres. They're rather a rare breed. Yeah, I'll say so. I'm I'm surprised they even need a rescue. Well, the reason they need a rescue is because people will go out and buy them because they think they're so adorable, which... They, they all are, are. Yeah. <laughs> but then they find out how much work they are because of the grooming. They have very long hair. Their longer hair protects their body. From okay, so it's the daily, daily
1: grooming then. A daily grooming and yes, behavior absolutely. issues too. Is Hardly, there, are they
9: high-strung dogs? Oh my goodness, not at all. So
1: so people are giving them up just because they take a lot of grooming, and also their owners
9: pass away.
1: So the families won't take the the pets after the owner passes away.
9: Right now there's a boy and a girl. By the way, if anybody is listening to this. (laughs)
1: So how would somebody get in touch with you if they were interested in providing a home for this very rare and beautiful breed? Maybe it
9: would be best to go on Facebook. Okay. And look for the Catan C O T O N. Okay. D E T O U L E A R. Okay. okay. Uh, there's a group there, and you can certainly go on Facebook and go into that group, Coton de hmm. Facebook group, and just say I'm looking for. Catan, you can see pictures after pictures, a bazillion pictures all over the world. Okay. Not just the United States. All right. But they're all over the world. They originated in Madagascar. Very nice.
1: Well, thank you so much for stopping by. It was by a the pleasure. Thank booth, you. And we, well, I appreciate I it. I hope we could get those senior dogs into some forever homes for the rest of their lives. That would be super special. Thank you. We have just met somebody who has a pet adoption story, and it's actually very cool because I've heard lots of pet adoption stories, but everybody has been too shy to come record them with me. So, You are the first person to actually want to tell your story. (laughs) What's your name? My name's Jeannie. Jeannie. And tell me about your special pet.
10: So I have a little kitten. Well, she's a little bit bigger now. She's got to be about two. But I got her when she was probably only four weeks old. They were going to euthanize her, because I worked at a veterinary clinic, and Mm -hmm. I didn't want another kitty, but I ended up with her.
1: Because you didn't want her to be euthanized.
10: Yeah, I was like, no, you can't euthanize (laughs) a poor little baby. (laughs) What was wrong? Was she She just not thriving? Yeah, she had a little, like, her eye was just kind of... Scoopy and probably had an infection, and they were going to euthanize her.
1: And she didn't have a mother, and
10: no mother. No. Did you have
1: to bottle feed her?
10: Yeah, she wouldn't eat anything. We had to bottle feed her, and then we started giving her solid food, and she slowly got back to normal. She's a little scar on her eye now, but Uh otherwise she's just the sweetest thing. And it's funny because she's so small. She's a little tiny thing. How old is she? She's about, I'm going to say a year and a half now.
1: Okay, so she's full grown, but she's just going to be a little
10: one. Yeah, she's really, really cute. And then we have a small dog that she plays with. And it's funny because they became best of friends.
1: That is so (laughs) Cool.
10: Well, congratulations
1: on saving a little one. They always come into the lives of the right people
10: at the right time,
1: don't they?
9: (laughs) And
10: my mama just lost her kitty at the time, too. So now she has a new kitty. (laughs) Very cool. Well, congratulations, and thanks
1: for telling your story. (laughs) Thank you.
10: (laughs) Well, Jeff, I know you've been busy
1: all day being our master control person at the booth, and you haven't had a chance to say hello to everybody, but I wanted to make sure that we got your feedback today about how Pet Expo is going. Well,
11: oh, master control. <laughs> y- yeah, yeah. I was. I, I thought you were talking about the uh, the slushy coffees and. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I was out there doing master control. That's right.
1: But you have been sampling the food here too. <laughs>
11: well, you know, it's always one of the fun things to do <laughs> here at the fair.
1: It sure really. is. And we finally got somebody to uh, talk on the radio about their pet adoption story, so that was nice.
11: Yeah, very uh, animated and lovely person. Definitely. Uh, yeah, it's great.
1: And you know what? Ari is out in the field, and I think she is over at Splashdog, so
2: let's get over to Ari now.
11: Okay, Ari. Her, Thanks.
2: I'm over here at Splash Dogs, where I just watched Sky do a fantastic jump of 25 feet. Sky is a Belgian Malinois and seems very excited and is definitely a contender for the top space. And we have another dog coming up right now. It looks like a beautiful golden retriever. Oh, she's a little shy, but there she goes, around 8 feet. Good girl. We have... Lucy here now. She's a black dog. Looks like a mix of lab and something else. Her owner's getting her pumped up with a bright red toy. He's pointing out to the water. He's going to throw it. And she leaps into the water, maybe about 10 feet. Very, very impressive. She has a fun attitude, this dog. And she's swimming back up, giving a nice shake to get some of that water out of her fur. And then she'll be going up again. Okay, Lucy's first jump was 10 feet and 9 inches. She's about to go up again, and she looks very excited. She runs, she leaps. Oh, I got a little splash there, but that was definitely a better jump than last time. I'd say she added at least a foot. We'll see what the judges have to say. Okay, as I thought, Lucy's second jump was 11 feet and two inches, so quite an improvement from her first jump. A lot of these dogs, I think, do a lot better when they are able to warm up. I think it would really help them, honestly, if they were able to do a practice round. Oh, alrighty, we have a very happy Next boy. Up on the
6: dock is Trucker and Deep
11: out of Norco, California. Here, our announcer for Splash Dogs.
2: We've got Trucker. He's barking up a storm. He wants that toy. He's gonna get that toy. This is a. All right. He sees it. He wants it. Oh, for all that up, And he got shy in the water. And he ran back down. Cheater. Oh. Cheater. <laughs> he's touching his paws in the water. He's barking at the toy. But he doesn't want to go in. Oh, he's, he's, he's swimming. He's swimming. He's in the water. He's going to get the toy. That won't count for any distance because he went in from the ramp. But that was a very wonderful show from Trucker. Good boy, Trucker.
11: Trucker, you knucklehead.
2: Okay, of course, Trucker gets one more try. Now that he's wet, maybe he'll be a little bit less afraid of going into the water from the ramp. We'll see how this jump goes. All right, his owner is holding the toy. He sure wants it. It's in the water. He jumps right in. Jump of 14 feet! Great job, trucker. Good boy. Well, Doc Holiday just went. She was a shy-looking, small Labrador, but she gave us quite a surprise. She definitely broke the 20-foot mark and completely covered me in water. I'm going to stand back a little bit for her next jump.
11: Twenty-foot mark. 18-7.
2: Oh, 18 not quite as far as I thought, but maybe she'll beat it on this next jump. She's about to go again, and now that she's wet, like I said, she'll probably do a little bit better. So let's cheer her on and hope that she can make the 20-foot mark. All right, he's running, he's jumping. Woo! Over that 20-foot mark.
4: Solidly
2: over the 20-foot, maybe around 23. I'm guessing This dog is in the semi-pro category, and very impressive. All right, Marie and Jeff, back to you at the Pet Place booth. So from Splash Dogs with
1: Ariana and now back at the Pet Place booth with Rosemary Tingle, a longtime animal advocate that I've known for several years, and you've got some new things going on. Tell me what what brings you to Pet Expo and what's going on in the animal advocacy
12: world. Well, um, I have a, a... Coalition by the name of Citizens for Animal Shelter, Orange County. Uh, we're the group that uh, worked uh, to campaign for a new county animal shelter. Uh, the current one in Orange County is 76 76 years old. Yeah, it's under con- the new one is under construction and is uh, slated to be completed by the end of this year and wow. in operation by. January 2018. Oh, that is so cool.
1: Now, is it green? I know you were really advocating for a green shelter a few years back. Do you think they incorporated enough green technology?
12: Uh, no, they have not. They have Aww. some LEED concepts mm-hmm. implemented, but I w- it would not be classified as a green Aww, shelter. Oh, that's a
1: little disappointing. Yes. This day and age, you think every government organization
12: would go that route? Yes. Um, Another uh, positive thing that's happened, uh, the first Orange County Animal Adoption Center opened uh, last week in the city of Lake Forest.
4: Yay! It's a
12: uh, pilot program uh, uh, as a result of, again, animal activism. activism. Uh, The county working with uh, April Josephson, uh, she's the director of the new shelter, and uh, we hope that it does succeed, and if so, we hope that there will be uh, an adoption center in North County uh, and West County as well. That's
1: fabulous. I know that a lot of people have been working for many, many years to make that happen, so to have this actually come to fruition must feel so good. <laughs> oh,
12: yes. It's it's rewarding to see uh, your goals come to fruition. and especially in Orange County. Orange County now is still currently uh, very behind in regards to animal services and animal care. Uh, For example, um, Orange County has over three million uh, residents. Um, San Diego County has the same population. Uh San Diego County has three county animal shelters and four non-profit Humane Society campuses, which teach children humane education and assist with animal adoptions, uh, versus Orange County, which has one county animal shelter and 0 nonprofit Humane Society campuses.
1: Well, we sure have to change that, and that means we need more animal advocates like you. If somebody wanted to get involved, do you have a web presence where they can check out more information?
12: Well, you can uh, check out our Facebook page, Citizens for Animal Shelter, Orange County. And if you think that um, you would like to participate in campaigning for a new, um, or rather a non-profit Humane Society campus, you can reach me at the Voice of OC. Um, I also write for the Voice of OC. It is an investigative news agency, and I've been writing for them for several years now, so you can reach me um, at their address or their uh, email, and uh, we can get together and possibly help engage the community, make them aware of the situation and uh, hopefully we'll get our own uh, campus here built in Orange County.
1: Very good. Well, thank you, Rosemary, for stopping by the Pet Place and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day here
12: at Pet Expo. Thank you so much for your invitation. We
1: are back with another visitor at our Pet Place booth and could you introduce yourself?
0: Hi, uh, my name is Livia and I'm the founder and the owner of Chao Chow Pet Care. Uh, I'm the service owner and I also provide uh, um, all the, um, the exercise to the dogs. I pr- provide professional exercise, and I also carefully match each of the dogs with a group um, of like-minded uh, friends. Oh, okay. Uh, so playdates for dogs. Yeah, it's unleash group walks.
12: Group walks, yes. okay. Within
0: more groups of uh, carefully matched uh, Canine Companions is under on their uh, their size, and energy levels.
1: Okay, so if I'm a working pet parent and I want my dog to go out on a play date and go for a walk, I would contact your organization and you could come take my dog out for a walk or for a play
0: date. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that is wonderful. We pick up uh, each of our uh, dogs with a van. Okay. Um, it is uh, um, outfitted with individual crates, uh, with, uh, with toys, okay. and uh, it's fully air-conditioned. Nice! And we drive uh, to um, parks uh, and uh, trails uh, in, uh, in Irvine and uh, Newport Beach, Excellent. California. So it's like
1: personal limo service! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> so yes.
0: if somebody mm.
1: wanted to arrange to have their dog walked or for their dog to go on one of these little adventures,
0: how would they reach your organization? Um, you can find us uh, uh, at our website at chowchowpetcare.com. Chowchowpetcare.com. Yes. Okay. And also um, in Facebook. You can like us in Facebook. Uh, at and, Chow, uh, Chow pet, pet Care also? Yes. Chow Chow Pet Excellent. Care. Excellent. And uh, you can uh, call or uh, you can uh, uh, write us an email or fill out uh, a request online. Very good.
1: Well, thank you for stopping by the pet place. And now we are going to switch over to Ari, who's out by the kitty cats and is visiting some people over in the Tika booth. Ari, take it away.
2: Thanks. I'm out here in the field with Kiki, who is a wonderful artist known for her cat mermaids
4: known as permaids. Can you tell us a little bit about that, Kiki? Hi. Uh, yeah, no, so I, I love cats. I love fish, mermaids, and bad hunts, so permaids were the natural... A uh, follow-up to that, um, I dressed my little cat, I have a sphinx, as a purr maid, and she won a dog costume contest and i it was a few years back and I haven't stopped drawing them after that. Oh, that's really wonderful. And would you mind also telling me about your partnership with Tika and this great coloring book that she showed me? Yes, so I ended up doing the 2016 Coloring Book with TICA, which is the International Cat Association. And um, we wound up partnering th- with them this year with our Permaids. So TICA is a non-profit organization, and they are known for, have a, for uh, sponsoring all kinds of cats. So you should go check them out online, TICA.org. That's really wonderful. Our listeners should definitely
2: check that out. And if they wanted to listen, or I'm sorry, to look at your beautiful
4: artwork, Kiki, where could they look for that? I am all over the web as Kiki Doodle, um, but some of the best places to find me are on Instagram as Kiki Doodling, or uh, Twitter is Kiki Doodle. And honestly, whatever your favorite platform to check out art, just search for Kiki Doodle and that, and you'll probably find me right there. There's also KikiDoodle.com for art and Permaids.com for permades.
2: Wonderful. Thank you so much, Kiki. Listeners, I definitely recommend checking out her art. It's very beautiful and unique and full of animals. Thank you so much, Kiki. Have a nice day. Back to you, Marie and Jeff, at the Pet Place booth. Well, thanks, Ari. That was a great report,
1: and it's a perfect segue into our Kitty Cafe guest who has just stopped into
13: the Pet Place booth. Could you introduce yourself? My name is Janet Powell. I'm the founder and owner of Moon Cat Cafe, which is the first ever mobile cat cafe in the world.
1: Wow. Now, I happen to know what a cat cafe is, but I know that a lot of our listeners probably have no clue. You're obviously not serving cats. For dinner. <laughs> uh, no, we do not
13: do that. So, Cat Cafe is a concept that was borrowed from Asia. They've had cat cafes for decades, which is a place where people can hang out with cats um, as animal therapy and have a cup of coffee or tea and a pastry uh, and relax there. So, essentially like a Starbucks with cats. And the <laughs> Cat Cafe concept came to the U.S. about three years ago. Um, okay. First started in California, but now you can find cat cafes all over in various states, various cities, and uh, I decided that I wanted to do something a little more unique and put it on wheels. Wow. I mean, food trucks are around, mobile boutiques, even pet grooming has gone mobile, so I thought, why not cat cafes? So what do you
1: do? Do you drive around like business districts where there are a lot of food trucks and
13: just go ahead and park right next to them. I actually go to where the local nonprofit cat rescues are all around LA County and a little bit of Orange County okay. uh, so I go to where they are so they don't have to expend extra time and effort and uh, we host uh, adoption benefit events usually for about 3-4 hours at a time so it okay. helps promote uh, the concept of adoption, rescue, trap, neuter, spay and uh, fostering. So uh, we've done. We've only been around a couple months. Our very first event was December 2016. Wow! Uh, so we're spreading also the word of what a cat cafe is. The kitties in your trailer then are not kitties that stay with the trailer forever. No, They're from they rescues. do not. Nah, they do not. Moon Cat Cafe is not uh, a shelter or kennel or animal transport okay. uh, agency. So we partner with then uh, cat rescues where they bring their volunteers bring the cats and then we host the cats on board in an enclosed safe quiet cat cafe area where they can play and express more of their personalities and people can have time to bond with them. How do the cats do under these circumstances? It seems like it would be a little nerve-wracking. Sometimes it is. Uh, Cats have different personalities, much Mm -hmm. like people. So about 80% of our cats usually take about half an hour to acclimate to the new environment, but they love it. We put toys in there, we have treats in there, and uh, a lot of them are very... Loving towards people and they love to play and get that stimulation that they don't normally get in cages uh, at shelters. Now, the nonprofit rescue or the shelter does not have to pay for this, correct? That is correct. Uh, we do not charge them, and actually, a percentage of all proceeds from each event go directly to the rescuing partner.
1: And all the proceeds come from your yummy pastries and coffee. That's correct. How it works
13: is um, because we're not technically a food truck, okay. so our pastries and coffee are actually complementary with underneath an umbrella visit price. So you get to hang out as long as you want uh, with the kitties on board. Oh, that is so fun. Well,
1: I am so glad you were able to stop by our Pet Place booth and tell our listeners about it. Do you have a website where somebody can find out more information? If maybe Do you do birthday parties? Like maybe somebody would want you to come and do a birthday party. Absolutely. Oh. We are
13: open uh, to the idea of private events. We have not yet held one. Uh, But mostly we do um, stick to events with our adoption partners, especially as it is prime kitten season. Okay. And your
1: website is? And my
13: website is mooncatcafe.com. Or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, We have an event calendar, so you can see where we're going next. Awesome. Thank you so much, and have a great day here at Pet Expo. Thank
1: you for having me. You too. I've just heard from Ariana reporting from the field again. Ari, you're out where our fish and aquatic displays are. What's going on out there?
2: All right, this is really cool. The fish experience is one of my favorite places to go at the Pet Expo. When you walk in, the very first thing that you see is this giant blue tank filled with neon-colored rainbow fish, and it's really something to behold. And that is put on by the Aquatic Experience, um, which also has a couple new displays of jellyfish. And these are really cool round tanks. They don't have any edges, and there's lights inside. So the lights actually make the translucent uh, jellyfish change colors as it cycles ah. through, and it is so Cool looking. They it have a couple beautiful. different models.
1: Okay. So yeah. the lights shift from color to color to color to give you that beautiful colored light experience, only with jellyfish. That's right. Uh-huh. And um,
2: they have a couple different cycles that you can set the lights on. Uh, my personal favorite one was a slow, slow fade from color to color, so you almost didn't Ooh, know it was happening, and I like that too. Really cool. Um, in the fish area there's a raffle actually quite a few different raffles to win tanks and you can enter in for a dollar or a dollar fifty and buy tickets to try and win some of these tanks nice now i didn't uh enter i wanted to but i only had twenty (laughs) dollar (laughs) bills hey how do you have so much money (laughs) well one (laughs) twenty dollar (laughs) bill how crowded is it in there right now It's pretty busy. The only building that I thought had more people in it, surprisingly, was the reptile exhibit area.
7: Oh. Um,
2: But the fish one was fairly active, and they actually had this new thing in there that was really cool. Now, normally, uh, what I've seen in past years is they have a competition for kids' fish tanks decoration, which I used to participate in when I was younger. Um, But this year, they also had adults, fish aquascaping. tank aquascaping yes yeah. with real life plants um, and that was put on by Fluval which is another fish tank company and this one too had rounded edge tanks so I guess that's the, uh, the new chic the
9: trend for yeah. aquariums
2: <laughs> uh, and there were quite a few really nice looking tanks one of them even had this really cool little Buddha inside and this nice mountainous uh, structure it looked really pretty inside
1: I heard the entry fee was $125, but just like in the kids' decorating contest, you get to keep the tank, and the tank is worth a small fortune. It's just a really gorgeous tank with the pump,
2: and you get all the plants, too. That's absolutely true. So even if $125 seems a little steep, it's actually a crazy steal, considering all the things that you get to take home. Yeah, so even if you don't win... You get to keep this tank. (laughs) Which is a prize in itself. Absolutely, because really when you win, you get a blue ribbon. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. So um, as far as the kids' competition went, I saw some really impressive tanks, especially from the little ones. There was a tank that was entirely themed around cupcakes,
8: which had (laughs)
2: pink sand and a giant cupcake right in the middle of it. And I also saw a lot of tanks based on stories, which I really liked. There was one called The Land of Stories with Lego castles inside. Nice. One based on The Legend of Zelda video games. Ooh, that's your
5: favorite. Yes, I was
2: absolutely partial to that one. It didn't win anything, but I thought it should (laughs) have. And there was this really cool one, which looked like it was in space. And it actually had like little planets inside that were floating around with the fish and it had little red fish inside too, like Martians. Uh huh. It was very, very cute. But the first prize went to a fish tank based on Dracula.
6: Ooh. Scary.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there was also a tank based on fairies and it actually had lights and I I thought that was really gorgeous. It mm-hmm. had little mushroom houses inside. And it was just a really, really cute tank. Um, and that was all sponsored by Tetra. And in the kids' competition, you also get to keep the tank after you pay the entry fee, which is a lot less expensive than yeah, the adult I fee. think I think it's $10 or less, if I
1: remember correctly.
2: I think you're right about that, yeah. So
1: next year, if you're between the ages of 5 and 6, Or if you
2: have any little ones. Yeah, (laughs) just
1: get involved in this aquarium decorating tank. It's a lot of fun. It is so much fun. Ariana did it for years. In fact, we still have one of her aquariums from when she decorated the last time. And and there was no favoritism, I can guarantee this, but she actually won first place.
2: Well, it took me quite a few tries before I achieved that level of distinction. (laughs) Well, thank you for reporting in the field. Uh, Run around a little more, and if you see anything else, call in again. I sure will. And be sure to take a look at our Snapchat, which is pet underscore place, where I have pictures of all of the stuff that we've been talking about on our story.
1: Very cool. Thanks, Ari. Thanks.
2: From the field
1: with Ariana, back to the Pet Place booth with another guest who's visiting us, and it is Judy from Rock and Paws. Hi, Judy. Hi. How are you? So, is this rock and roll? Tell me, what is Rock and
7: Paws? <laughs> so, Rock and Paws is uh, my my brainchild, my uh, creation of uh, hair care products for dogs. Hair
1: care products for
7: dogs. That's right. <laughs> so, I have a very concise line for products in my line, uh, primarily. Um, to guard against mats and tangles. So the whole line is geared to give you lots of hydration, lots of uh, moisture oh, wow. to help uh, better maintain your long-haired dogs. Oh, that's great. I have two dogs myself. I have a Maltese Lassa mix and a poodle pekingese mix oh. um, who are have always come to work with me, mm-hmm. um, and I've always wanted to keep them long to show off their coats, but maintaining long-coated dogs is a whole lot of work. It is a lot of work. We have a Labradoodle, and she's
1: constantly getting matted, so we just have to... Keep her with a close cut, and I would love to
7: have her curly <laughs> locks showing all the time. Well, rock and paws can help with that for sure. Okay. I, um, I used to have to brush my dogs on a daily basis, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, sometimes I didn't mind if I didn't have a lot to do, but for the most part, like all of us, we're super duper busy. Yeah. Um, and when you have a busy day and it's time to go to bed and you say, oh, wait a second, I have to brush my dog, uh-huh. otherwise, he's not going to look so great tomorrow. Right. Uh, it gets a little heavy. It's, it gets, you know, it gets um, very cumbersome to do. So, like I said, I created this line, I first created my mat stopping product, Mm -hmm. it's a detangler um, that you put on a wet coat or a dry coat, so you use it, you know, after you bathe, and then you also use it in between baths to help keep up the mat guard, Um, and like I said, I used to have to brush my dogs on a daily basis, now I brush my dogs once a week, sometimes if their coat is not very long, like I clip them a couple times a year to just kind of, you know, keep their coats nice and healthy. Um, and when their coat is not very long, then I can almost go two weeks without having to brush them. No mats, no tangles. Wow. I guarantee the product. It works. I see results with my dogs. Um, I've seen results with other people who try the product. I also use the product on my own hair, on my family's hair. It's a really, really nice line. How often do you have, and you
1: have beautiful hair, by the way. Uh, Thank you very much. (laughs) How often do you have to apply the product? Did you tell me that already?
7: So use the products two ways. Uh, Shampoo, condition your dog, towel dry, Mm -hmm. so the coat is damp. You take the serum, you apply the serum, allow the coat to dry, and a really good brushing, and then combing to help get all the the little knots out. Okay. Um, And then about a week later, you come back. You brush your dog. A week after that, you come back and you put it, You apply a little bit more of the serum okay. or the spray. I also have a Shine On Me spray that's okay. a more lightweight product. Mm-hmm. Um, also really helps really well with like Pomeranians and, and for dogs that have more fur versus um, hair. Okay. And so you apply that to keep up the matte guard, wow. uh, and then you brush again. But the idea is that you don't brush on a daily basis. If you're brushing on a daily basis using my product, it's because you enjoy brushing your dog. Okay, and your dog (laughs) enjoys being brushed. (laughs)
1: Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Well, that's very cool. If I wanted to find out more
7: about the product, do you have an online presence? Yes, we have an online presence at uh, www.rockandpaws.com. Okay. And you get a bunch of information on myself, on the dogs, why I started the product line, uh, what the product line is all about. And you get to, you can buy individually, you can buy as a set. And Mm -hmm. we also have a little swag. We have some tote bags. We have some doggy tees.
6: (laughs) Very
1: cool. Well, thank you so much. This is a great product, and it's one of the things I love about Pet Expo is you can buy all these cool pet products for your little uh, fur babies and and make them ha- happy and healthy and and beautiful yes
7: yes i enjoy the pet expo too because i get to talk dogs. you know <laughs> you and it's, it's great because i'm a dog lady i love my dogs oh. and i thoroughly enjoy talking to other people that are very uh, adamant and in love with their pets as well good thank, thank, thank you, you for so the much. opportunity <laughs> okay thank have you. a great night thank you you too. Well, we're winding
1: down to the very end of Pet Expo. We might have time for just an interview or so more, but with us now is Joe from Italian Greyhound Rescue. How are you? I'm
14: doing great. How about yourself?
1: I'm doing great, and you're always our neighbor right across the alley from us here at Pet Expo, and you have the most beautiful, soft, Sweet dogs at your booth year after year. Can you tell me a little bit about Italian Greyhounds and a little bit about your rescue?
14: Yeah, so we're we're actually a national rescue, so uh, we don't have any shelters. Um, We everybody is a volunteer. We are a 501c3, 100% volunteer based. Um, We have uh, animals that are obviously in foster homes Um, and. so that's about the rescue side of things. As far as the animals go, uh, the, the breed is one of the oldest breeds I- in existence. They're about uh, in a purebred form, uh, about 2,000 years old. Wow, in, I've seen some
1: old, old oil paintings that depict Italian greyhounds. Yeah, Kaplan the
14: Great was yeah. one of the ones that, uh, that made the Italian greyhounds uh, as famous as they are. And oddly enough, they're not Italian. They're actually Greek. Oh but the very Italian royalty uh, mm-hmm. discovered them and decided to make it them so the Italians kind of took over uh, <laughs> the breed so that that's okay. where the popularity came okay. into
1: And are they uh, high strung? Do they like to run around like great like full-size greyhounds or do they like to race them? Well, funny. so
14: they're, they're kind of got two speeds so on and off uh, they are they are pretty uh, high strung so they do like to play and they uh, are very quick so like their their cousins the Italian greyhounds are actually a miniature version of the greyhound so okay. then the whippets are in between there okay. the whippets are actually bred with a terrier oh. in there so they're the, the, everybody thinks it's, you know, the Italians, then the, the Whippets, and then the, then the Big Rays, but they're actually a direct descendant to the Big Rays, just miniaturized. Oh, very but, interesting. Uh, they will run about 35 miles an hour no if way. you let them roll. So okay. they are quick.
1: So you want to make sure they're voice trained and they will come back to you. <laughs>
14: yes, with any, any sight hound, what we say is they have to be on lead at all times. Because good. their recall... Uh, once they are focused and they they will not do any recall at all oh. so uh, it's some of them you can train uh, okay. to do the recall but most of the time the rule is keep them always on, lead, on leash. and you always need to have them in a fenced yard and they can never be unattended
0: okay
1: but they actually like being house dogs don't they
14: Oh, absolutely. Um,
1: they like laying on beds and laps and couches
14: absolutely, and that's why the Italian royalty actually gravitated to them, so they were a luxury item. Uh, they were used as a foot warmer and as as a a lap dog as well. There you go, so
1: keeping you warm in the winter time exactly, and
14: speaking of that, we're lucky here in Southern California because we don't are we have pretty mild uh yeah. winter, so. Mm-hmm. But our friends on the East Coast, um, they have some real challenges because they don't like to go out in the cold and in the rain. So, uh, a lot because of them, they don't
1: have a big, heavy coat. They just have that th- yeah, little exactly. thin coat. They're, yeah, exactly. And their
14: feet, you see how small their paws sure. are. So uh, most of those people will litter box train them. Or, or put, no way! Yeah. So they, wow. they, they can be very cat-like. <laughs>
1: That's cool. If somebody was interested in finding out more about the rescue and perhaps adopting or maybe even fostering or volunteering, how would they find out more?
14: So we have a, a website, which is uh, SoCal Italian Greyhound Rescue. Uh, If you go on to any Google search or whatever and put Italian Greyhound Rescue, you'll see, like I said, we're a national uh, rescue. So you will be able to find that. Find the Southern California uh, link. Click on that. All the information is on our website. There's application forms right there uh, for for fostering as Mm -hmm. well as for adoption.
1: Awesome. Well, Joe, thank you so much for coming across the way here to our Pet Place Radio Show. And I wish you the best of luck with all of your activities throughout the year. And we'll probably see you again next year.
14: Thank you so much. And, yes, we will see you next year.
1: Well, I think this is our last guest that we're going to be visiting with today on the Pet Place Radio Show here at Pet Expo. It's Shirley from K9 Heart to Heart. Welcome to the Pet Place.
6: Oh, thank you. I'm glad and welcome, to be here.
1: welcome to Pet Expo, too. You've been oh, here yeah, the whole been, time, Yeah, now. it's been
6: wonderful. It's wonderful <laughs> meeting all these new people and how much everybody really loves their pet.
1: Now tell me, what is canine heart-to-heart?
6: Canine heart-to-heart communications is, is all about making the connections between and the interactions between people and their animals. I'm, like some people say, I'm a pet psychic or an animal communicator. Roughly, the, the truth of the matter is, I've always been able to decode what animals are saying from the time I was very little. Ah. So it's kind of like if you would say a person, a little child, is a, a prodigy of piano,
1: uh-huh. and
6: they go, where did where'd you learn that? The little kid goes, I just do it. Yeah. And so I teach people, and I also share, and I do, uh, you know, consultations for the animals have a lot to say to their people and share with them. and. Yeah and people have a lot to sh- share with the animal and they're just not really sure that it's getting through. So I'm the interpreter.
0: Okay,
1: okay. So when somebody is having a problem, a behavioral problem, you might help them out and find out what's going on with with the dog or the cat or, or the bird and, and address the issues.
6: Correct. And even when there, or the animal isn't feeling very well or just something's off or you just see an odd behavior or anything. I mean, and sometimes people just come to me and they want to find out how their animal is feeling, or do are they happy, Are you know, is my animal getting older, you know, and mm-hmm. are they, there's rescues, and they want to place the rescues, because, mm-hmm. I like, a, with placing rescues, I help a lot of them out, because they go and they're so happy to get a new home a second chance yeah. and the people are so happy oh I've rescued somebody and then they get home and they kind of look at each other and go hi <laughs> uh, you know what do we do now because yeah. it's two different worlds and right, so I, right. I, I blend them together I make it so where everybody wins
1: oh, that is so nice if somebody wanted to find out more about what you do with animal communication and behavior do you have uh, somewhere online that people can check out
6: Absolutely. My website is k9hearttoheart.com. That's K, the number nine, the word heart, the number two, the word heart.com. Excellent. And they can reach me there, or they can reach me at nine one six two two zero four five two no four two five four, or I'm on Facebook.
1: Okay, and that's also k9hearttoheart.
6: Yeah, and I'm Excellent. in California, the United States.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, and it was very nice meeting you here at Pet Expo. No, thank you for being here.
6: Thank you for what you do.
1: And just like that, Pet Expo weekend is over. Can you believe it? It was so fast, especially because I was only here one day. Yeah, well, so much for you know college interfering. I <laughs> <laughs> guess we'll have to let that happen. Yeah, and you know, it was so nice seeing so many pets from shelters and rescues get into forever homes. Last I heard, we were up to about 600 pets that had been adopted over these three days. Oh, that's so great. That's really
2: the best part about Pet Expo. Yeah.
11: That's good news, and it's a positive positive point to emphasize. But so that you can go back and end on a positive note, I want to stress my kind of angry Jeff And that is to remind everybody to remind everybody to spay or neuter your pet. That's
1: right. You
11: you can't do both to eat (laughs) one pet. Pick one. Unless it's a very rare pet. Pick the right one. (laughs) But seriously, there are just too many pet animals that are born with no homes to take them.
1: That's right.
11: And no matter what you think, no matter how good you think your reason is, to let your animal have just one litter or whatever, it's not a good enough reason. Absolutely not. If you don't believe me, just ask any of your uh, local shelters how many animals they have to destroy each year.
1: Yeah, here in the United States, it's still in the millions of animals that get destroyed. And that's the animals that end up in shelters. That's not including all the ones that get hit by cars and streets. I mean, how many times have you been driving around where you've seen a little kitty
2: cat that's been killed by a car?
11: How many people have you heard say, oh, I used to have?
2: Right, right. And, you it's, know, you see a lot of breeders here at Pet Expo, too, um, and you see a lot of shelters. And the thing is, all the animals at the shelters generally are from breeders or people who were irresponsibly breeding their pets. So those are all animals that have been discarded by people.
1: Right, right. And and I have nothing against responsible breeding and I'm hoping someday we will never even have a need for rescues and shelters, other than a temporary place, you know, when an animal accidentally gets loose from the house and it has to go to the shelter till its owners get home. But, but not for discarded beautiful pets.
9: I don't think most
11: people realize that that's the main job of shelters is getting rid of all these pets that shouldn't have been born.
1: Right, right. We need to we need to be responsible. We need to adopt and not shop. We need to stay and neuter. We need to remember that we're the ones who created domesticated animals, so we all are responsible for the fact that so many are still being destroyed every year.
11: But back to the positive.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we want to end on a positive note. We hope everybody has enjoyed our three-day show extravaganza from Pet Expo. Next week we'll be back to our normal shows that are in the studio where we'll talk about news and Ari you'll have a vegan recipe for us I sure will (laughs) and Jeff your stupid human story no doubt
11: there are always stupid humans
1: (laughs) no shortage of those so we like to remind you as much as you love animals and we all do pets need love And a home, too. So we will see you next time here on the Pet Place Radio Show. Bye, everybody. See you later.